Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded. You probably have probably one of the best entrances in musical theatre that I've seen in a very long time. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Justin. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't like come to the show yet, but I really, really, like it's so undeserving, but I feel like such a rock star. <laughs> and I, don't want to, I really don't want to spoil it. But if you have come along, you know, um, yeah, that entrance, you can't miss it. You're listening to the Theatre Thoughts Podcast, your backstage pass to the world of theatre in Australia and beyond. I'm Justin, your guide through the drama, comedy and pure magic of the stage from the heart of Australia to the grandest stages worldwide. Join us here for enlightening conversations, reviews and behind-the-scenes stories from the artists themselves. Subscribe for your regular dose of theatre inspiration and consider supporting us on Patreon for exclusive content. Follow us on Instagram at TheatreThoughtsAUS and TTPod underscore official and discover even more over on our TikTok, Theatre Thoughts Australia. So join us as we rise the curtain on a brand new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. I have with me an artist who I've been wanting to chat to for a very long time. They are a Māori and Swedish multidisciplinary artist who graduated from the Victorian College of the Arts with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Music Theatre. Their past theatre credits include, deep breath, Clyde and Bonnie and Clyde at the Hayes Theatre, Harry and Eve Blake's Fangirls, Demetrius and Laura Murphy's The Lovers, both at the Sydney Opera House, Sir Galahad and Spamalot, Oaken and Disney's Frozen, Misunderstanding and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert for Michael Castle Group, and they're currently playing Romeo in And Juliet. Blake Applequist, thank you so much for jumping on. Hi. Hi, Justin. Thanks so much for having me. Thank that you. was a mouthful. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was going through. I was like, oh my god, I know they've done a lot, but I was like, oh, they've done a lot. Okay, <laughs> no, no, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the first time I saw you perform anything was, um, I think it was either Brigadoon or or as Clyde in mm-hmm. Bonnie and Clyde, and um, and the moment I saw you perform, I was like, I need to know who this person is because they're very very good. <laughs> thank you I mean th- those two were some of my like 
first time like performing as a lead in a production um and uh i love i just love performing at the haze as well it's such an intimate space and um so much of my favorite musicals get put on there or niche musicals that mm. no one really has um seen before on like a main stage so i yeah, really, really i really wish that i saw spamalot there because spamalot's like one of my favorite musicals i do it like in two amdram different groups like one here and one in the uk <laughs> and i would have loved to have seen it there because it would have just been so clever in such a small space oh yeah it was amazing and like n like nothing else um that i've done ever before because it was so much uh was uh, audience participation mm. and this was like just before covid because oh, like right. we did our we did our season at the haze and then it went really really well and then we were going to do um a tour and then halfway through the tour, um, COVID started creeping in and then it all sort of fell apart yeah. as did many other shows. But our season at the Haze was, <laughs> it was so amazing. There was like um, audiences on the stage with us as well. And like, they were all a part of it. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Ah, so jealous. Well, you're currently performing um, as Romeo in and Juliet, which we'll, we'll talk about because I saw it in Melbourne when I was in Melbourne um, for um, uh, Homegrown. I went to see Homegrown down in Melbourne. And while I was oh. there, I was like, I need to see Anne Juliet. It's like one of these things. I didn't think it was going to come to Sydney, which it now is. Thank you, Michael Castle. Um, yes. And I was like, I need <laughs> to see it now. So I took the chance and I went and I was just like, amazing. You probably have probably one of the best entrances in musical theatre that I've seen in a very long time. I'm, I'm going to be honest, Justin, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't like come to the show yet, but I really, really like, it's so undeserving, but I feel like such a rock star <laughs> and I don't want to, I really don't want to spoil it, but if you have come along, you know, um, yeah, that entrance, you can't miss it. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, before we get too far into it, I'd love to talk about you and your career. Because like, like I said, um, you know, you've had such an illustrious career so far. Um, so I'd love to know, like, wh where did it all start for you? What was like the first moment that you, um, you know, chose the, the career of the stage? Well, I mean, I've always loved performing and singing and dancing. I've been doing that since I was a kid. Um, but more so for like fun or just because I just really enjoyed it. Um, but I think one of the like odd turning points in my life was when I was um, studying in high school and I had my heart set on this like career that I knew that I wanted to do and I was doing all the subjects to like support that career and that was to become an architect. Right. And then... When I, yeah, and then when I, uh, I was doing all the right subjects and I was studying really hard and then I went to do work experience at an architecture firm um, in Canberra where I grew up and it was one of the most, oh, no offense to architects out there, but it was a very like boring, soul crushing <laughs> office job and I just felt myself getting really itchy with um, thinking about pouring my heart and soul into something that would be at a desk or something that I wouldn't feel alive doing or that I couldn't um, tangibly uh, feel like I was having an effect on the world. Mm. And so um, after doing that week of uh, work experience, I changed all my subjects to um, like topics and subjects that were maybe I didn't think I would have a career in, but I knew that I loved or I knew that I was good at or um, I knew that it sparked like curiosity and interest in me. And that was like the best decision that I could have made um, in high school. 
because then after that I um, auditioned for a whole bunch of tertiary institutions um, and ended up going to the VCA for four years. Mm -hmm. I did three years in the bachelor and one year in the foundation course and it was the right shake-up that I needed um, after living in Canberra and not really seeing any type of like musical theatre trajectory or career thriving in Canberra. As soon as I left there and went to Melbourne and I was, you know, in the hub of musical theatre and, you know, getting to work with so many cool people through the VCA and even just from being in that big city. Um, yeah, it was it was the, the catalyst for a lot of... Um, uh, hope that I had had for a theatre career that I couldn't see in Canberra. Mm. Um, and, then, and then after graduating, I've done a whole bunch of shows that have been really, really fun and workshops. And it's really, really nice to be able to like build a career here in Australia mm. um, from growing up in Canberra. Yeah, that's so good. And, and I think it would be fascinating because obviously like for Australians listening, no, Canberra is quite small um and yes. you know, there's not a lot there <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> you go to like the big city and yeah you just there's so much in melbourne i know when i went to melbourne for the first time even though i grew up in like around western sydney um even i noticed how much theater there is in melbourne and how easy and accessible it is so i can hardly imagine what yeah the canberra move would have been like yeah and um to that as well i remember so many times in high school where we would um there'd be like one show a year where um, all the like drama and music students would get to like catch a bus up to see whatever was playing um, in Sydney at like the Capitol Theatre or something mm. or like the Lyric. And um, I remember that was like such a highlight for me and for so many of my other, like my mates or the other students that were going to see the shows. Um, but yeah, a really, really good eye opening. Oh, I can actually have a career here. Yeah. Oh, it's possible. There's other people doing it. Um, yeah, that power of like getting to actually see or tangibly feel a career or a future is so important. So mm. I'm really grateful to have had those kinds of experiences growing up. Yeah, that's so good. That's awesome. Well, I love I love hearing where at least like a lot of actors and performers um, come from. So that's great insight. Thank you for that. Um, I'd love to jump on to um, our one minute theatre thoughts now. If you'd like to, um, yes, have a go. Yes, here we go. For, uh, first question is: uh, What has been your favourite production you've seen recently? Ooh, favourite production I've seen recently. Mm. Um, in terms of musicals or in terms of any kind of like live performance oh um it could be any type of live performance yeah okay um the most this is to do with like it being recent mm -hmm. um i saw one of my very close personal friends sarah murr at uh darlinghurst theater company um i think like a week ago or a few weeks ago um performing at thirsty thursdays oh, okay and that was outrageous and so much fun and she's one of my like closest friends but also just like a rock solid performer um and it's always just a pleasure to get to watch her be in her element and tell stories the way that she does and yeah she was the best and that was just like yeah i cried so many times oh <laughs> amazing <laughs> but it's yeah yeah she's just one of those performers where you have to like you have to be in the audience and really like um be there live and present with her to mm. get all the glory excellent Great answer. Great answer. No one's, <laughs> no one's actually done like a special event one before. They've always chosen like a big oh. production. So that's a first. Oh, sure. Cool. <laughs> um, name a show that left you speechless 
or that has left you speechless, I should say. Oh, there's so many. There's so, 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 so many. Um, this is a odd one, but I think when I saw um, Newsies on Broadway, okay, I, I was speechless at interval um, and I couldn't stand up. I couldn't move. It was just very affirming and very cool to see so many, um, you know, AMAB dancers um, really in their element and just um, thriving and seeing a, a musical that I don't know if it um, has come to Australia or if it will come anytime soon, but it just felt like such a dream and such a, um, yeah, like a bucket list audience moment. Mm-hmm. There are so many musicals like that where um, some people have like dream roles where they want to perf- like play them and perform these roles, but there's only so many like that you get to watch as well or yeah. like be around for. Like I know how how jealous I've been of anyone who's seen um, The Colour Purple with Cynthia Revo. Oh, right, yeah. And, um, yeah, for me, that was that was the closest thing to not being able to move after a performance or um, just needing to really, like, sit and be present with what I just witnessed. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Newsies. Newsies, great <laughs> choice, great choice. Um, well, speaking of dream roles, is there or what is the dream role you'd love to tackle? I would like to tackle Orpheus in Hades Town. <gasps> yes! Oh my um, god! Of course. I got to see I got to see the Broadway production twice when I was just um, in New York like a few months ago, mm. and it's it's one of those shows where it's so unique, it's so different. It really tells um, a story to multi um, generations. Um, the music is so unique and unlike any other musicals that I have seen or have heard of yeah. and um yeah I'm, I'm a sucker for romantic and for any type of tragic love oh I it think... kills me every single time it... i get to the end of that soundtrack and you just you yeah. you can't you don't even need to see it you just hear it in the music and my heart just goes yeah. oh no yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think that would be a dream role otherwise um maybe gaby in um on the town okay yeah. Or, or, um, or even just like any new musicals, mm. like yeah. some of the some of the musicals that have been written are great um, and have like a wonderful American sensibility. But it would be nice to get to do more uh, homegrown work mm. and new works. Yeah, that would be my dream. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I'd love to know what is uh, your pre-show ritual, or do you have one? Uh, it depends on the role, mm. but I think usually I like to listen to music um, that's not related to the show, but kind of like reminds me of the sort of essence of the character that I'm going to be playing. Um, so for a lot of um, Juliet and fangirls, I listen to like a lot of pop and a lot of like, um, you know, music that has like a really fat beat. Mm-hmm. And that can sort of get me in the mood for the sort of character that I'm going to be portraying. Mm. Um, but then for like uh, for Bonnie and Clyde, there's there's certain music that I really like to listen to that's um, lyricless, um, like a lot of strings, a lot of guitar, that sort of base me in the setting of the of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that def- like definitely music is like a big one for me, mm. um, and also like making make like a little tea yeah, or nice. having a little snack. 
um, yeah, it sort of changes and um, I'm open to it all always changing, but the music is usually something that doesn't change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, the last question, <laughs> and I, I think I can guess what your answer is, but I'm going to ask it, uh, is which production would you most want to see come to Australia? Well, I mean, I don't want to give it away. Oh, no, but... don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I really, really would love um, Hadestown yeah. to come here. But with that being said, I would love a, a, like a full-scale touring production of The Colour Purple. Yes, um, yeah. As much as... Um, as much as I love Hades Town, I really like the color purple. Is just it's it's a phenomenal piece, mm. and it means so much to so many people. And they'll, um, yeah, it's just I'm so jealous of people yeah. who have gotten to see it. <laughs> yeah, and it's a bit like um, some other productions where they only come once every so often. Yeah, right. And yeah, I really, really want to see that production here. And I hope that there's someone thinking about that or putting that in the pipeline um, because, yeah. Well, maybe because <laughs> the film's coming out now, isn't it? I think it actually comes out yes. this month. Um, yeah. So you never know. They might do a touring production because it would jump off the back of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see that. I'll be there with bells on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very good. We've got, we got a lot of good ones coming up. So good time yeah. for musical theatre people. Uh, well, those are great answers. Thank you so much uh, for them. Um, I'd love to jump Thank into you. one. You talked about the dream roles you'd love to tackle and you said something about um, originating roles. Now, you've had the chance yeah. to do that in productions like The Lovers where you played Demetrius. Um, and yes. that was a brilliant production. I've... I've, I've um, I will have Laura Murphy on the podcast. We had a chat and it, the schedule is, it's, it's in there. Um, and Laura was awesome to talk to about her music and her writing. Um, I'm a massive fan of hers. I saw um, the Hayes Theatre's um, 2024 release and heard the snippet of Zombies, which I'm so, so excited to see after listening to it. Yes. And especially because mm. the cast that's just been announced for it is incredible already. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. this is going to blow the roof of, off of Sydney. <laughs> yeah, she really she really does, like, cook magic every single time. And, like, I've known Laura for years. She was um, she was doing uh, Grease at Her Majesty's Theatre when I used to work behind the bar. Yeah, no way, and right. She's, um, she's, like, old friends of a, a couple of my other friends who used to live um, out uh, in, like, northern Sydney, and they all did um, musical theatre together, like amateur musical theatre, um, as kids. So, yeah, I've always been obsessed with her. And same, I'm the biggest Laura Murphy fan. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good train to be on. Um, but uh, what was it like performing The Lovers? Because that was backed by Bell Shakespeare. It was their first musical, um, the adaptation mm -hmm. of Midsummer Night's Dream, um, chosen from, well, told from the perspective of The Lovers. And I, I, I mean, I loved the production. When I saw it, I was like, this is a perfect way to get, you know, musical theatre people and Shakespeare people and get them to meet right in the yeah. middle. Um, and what was it like performing that as a new piece of work? Um, it, was, it was heaps, like so, so much from because uh, we did workshops of this um, show years before we did the Sydney season um, and it was cool like getting to almost feel like a like an American um, like a normal American doing a workshop and then doing an out-of-town triad and then doing the production it felt very like that um, because we did a workshop of it 
two years before we did the Sydney season, where it was just a sing through of Act One, um, and Laura was very like, "Oh, does this need to be in this key? Could this be a little bit, um, you know, different? Should we change the lyric here?" It felt very like organic and um, like she was still in the creation phase. Um, and then a few months later, we did another um, sing through of the whole score where we had a few invited guests and we really, really felt the the weight and the responsibility of something so good in our hands and in the room. Um, and I'm so glad that that translated to our Sydney Opera House season mm. with a phenomenal cast, crew and creative team. Everyone on that show is just the, the best of their best, mm. like um, top of the field. And yeah, really, really cool to get, get to originate something and um, it was really interesting the kinds of audiences that we had because it was a hot mix, as you said, yeah. like um, blending uh, multiple different sort of demographics. We had a lot of like um, uh, people who like love and adore Shakespeare, not necessarily like purists, mm. but um, people who like know the material really, really well. Um, and they know that language very um thoroughly but not necessarily like pop music yeah and then you'd have like some people who came in wanting to like listen to all the the you know hear the um seats rumbling in in the theater and feel the pulse of the beat and the funny lyrics and everything that was uh all on the music side and then had never you know read shakespeare before or maybe like studied a little bit at school but that's a foreign language to some people mm. and so it was interesting having that blend and that mix um, of all ages coming to come like see our show. And um, I think that's a really smart uh, way to diversify your audience and to have, um, you know, the sort of conversations on the car ride home about, oh, I kind of, I kind of liked this music. Maybe I'll start listening to this. Or, yeah. oh, I kind of like this poetry. Maybe I'll start, you know, reading some Shakespeare or, yeah. or reading something that you don't usually read. And I always um, say Midsummer is like the, <laughs> I always say Midsummer is like the gateway drug of Shakespeare because it's uh it's you, the mechanicals yeah. are so easy and they're funny and it's that fast and then the lovers <laughs> element come into it. Oberon's like the very much you know the the most Shakespearean I suppose, but even the lovers are easy to understand and um and so once you get that you go oh I get Shakespeare so then you go to the next one the next one and yeah. it goes from there. Yeah, and that like that Shakespeare and that pop music they translate so well together with both being very heightened and very pure and very like true, uh, which you wouldn't normally think would go hand in hand, but like as, and Juliet has also uh, <laughs> mm. sort of been oh, a Well, let's talk of, about that because really that is <laughs> genius um, idea. Cause, cause when I, when I first heard about Anne Juliet, I was like, um, uh, I didn't know much about it. I was like, Anne Juliet's got something to do with Romeo and Juliet, surely. Um, and then I explored it more. Um, I was, I was interested because I didn't get it at first what the jukebox connection was because every jukebox musical has something. It's songs from ABBA, it's songs from Queen, it's songs from someone. And I was like, you've got Katy Perry, you've got Backstreet Boys, you've got Britney Spears. I was like, There's, what's the connection here? So then when I came <laughs> and I saw the... And I'm, I'm going to let you fill in the gaps for me because I've completely forgotten the name. Um, but the Shakespearean elements connected to it, um, I was like, ah, that's... That's very, very, very clever. Um, so I'd love to, if you could talk about and Juliet. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so as you said, the the jukebox element, um, all the songs in the show 
have some connection to the genius Max Martin, Max who Martin, is that's it. he's yeah, who is like I, I I don't understand how someone can be that smart and have churned out so many pop hits for so many people over so many years. It's like it's unfair. It's illegal mm. how clever he is. And that's and, like, and the time that he's like the modern day Shakespeare in music, I was like, that's, that's it. That's why yes, you've chosen it. Fully. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been the best experience. I love the show. Um, and so cool to have like a story that maybe some people know or some people don't, but regardless, you're taking on a journey that's modern, that's through the lens of Juliet and to music that everyone knows and loves. And even if you don't, with the Max Martin genius, you will know it very quickly and mm. you will love it very, yeah. very quickly as well. And <laughs> it's, it's the writers have done a very clever thing as well. Because I know when I teach Romeo and Juliet, I always preface it with like, guys, it's a three-day love story. These two young teenagers, they fall in love and they both die at the end. It's like, it's really weird. Um, and then by taking it yeah. and going, hang on, what if she didn't die at the end and Juliet became her own person? And then obviously you have Lorinda May Maripol, who is... I mean, I can't say enough yeah. words about it. She's an absolute superstar on the stage. No, yeah, yeah. She's she's a beast. And she is just as nice and charming and wonderful on stage as she is off. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to get to work with her again in only just a few more weeks. Yeah, because <laughs> you guys did yeah. Singapore, didn't you? Yeah. How was that? Singapore How was that us? as an experience? It was wonderful. It was really, really great. Um, I will be honest the singapore audiences um i think maybe uh listen more mm. um or at least we had different reactions and responses um to what we have here yeah, right. which was so um like it was just wonderful like it was lovely to see um and i'll also speak to i saw the um and juliet on broadway as well yeah when i was in new york and it's just really really fascinating to have this this piece of work that I know so well and so deeply um, being performed in Australia and to Australian audiences and then going to New York and seeing it um, on Broadway with American audiences, completely different. And then again, in Singapore, a completely different response, yeah. but it is a testament to the work in how universal it is and how much people connect with the material and connect with Juliet and all the characters mm. um, in the show. Uh, but yeah, it was really, really fascinating seeing the differences and how um, invested Singaporean audiences were in our story as much as everywhere else. That's incredible. And what was it like seeing the, uh, the ad in Times Square? That was outrageous. It was so, so, so cool. And it was one of those, like, pinch me moments mm. where, um, yeah, I just, it, it felt like, um, yeah, very, I'm at the right point of like I'm in the right place in time everything's working out and um yeah it was it was really really like it's hard to bring words to it um but it's just really affirming and I hope everyone gets a, a feeling like that in their life mm. where they, they they just know they're on the right path and it was almost like a stillness rather than like a like cause I remember when I saw it the first time I was just like in awe yeah. and um and then the second time I was like freaking out and <laughs> running around. <laughs> it's like, that's me, that's me. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really, really cool. Amazing. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I'm so excited <laughs> that you guys get to um, you get to bring it around Australia. So you're starting in Perth in January, um, and then you're bringing it to Sydney, which will be amazing because I know Melbourneites were absolutely going crazy for it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we really um, we really weren't sure how audiences would respond or react to it um, because it hadn't been done. Uh, like there'd only been an American version for American audiences, mm. the UK version UK audiences. And like, um, I guess it was nice. It was like a, a pleasant surprise seeing how quickly people jumped on board and were obsessed with it as much as yeah. we were. And yeah, it was just like, it was the best response. And that, that momentum just kept building and building and building throughout our season. Mm. And I have a sneaking suspicion that might happen um, when we come to Sydney as well. Uh, I, I, I guarantee. If not anyone else, I'll be there and cheering. And we're like, come on, guys, you got to get in. <laughs> get in the city. Yeah, so that's incredible. Uh, well, we'll take a quick little ad break, and then I'd love to talk about um, one of your next shows coming uh, to the Haze next year. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about um, your show coming to the Haze next year, Days at the Haze which I heard in the announcement and I was like, excellent. It's a special night. Is it one night or two nights? Um, it's just one night for now. Mm. Yeah. For, uh, for now. Excellent. Love that. Cause it's, it's selling very, very well. I think it's sold out nearly um, when I looked at tickets. Um, yeah, I think it is sold out at the moment, um, which is really, really lovely. Um, but I, do you want me to do you want me to jump in? Oh with, yes, yes, uh, I was, yes, because I was yeah? going to say yeah, because um, the, the I know um, something that I very much love about you is you're a very proud non-binary performer, and you very much uh, promote that on your socials and in everything you do. And for me, it's been a um, I've used you as my own education um, and and sure. understanding, especially when I'm talking to artists, like how to speak about them and to them properly and um and uh so when i heard this i was like okay it's just like a next level and i love that it was you presenting it just because it was like for me personally i was like this makes sense um so yeah i'd love it if you could chat as much as you want about it okay great i mean i could i could speak for days on it yeah <laughs> um but i guess uh so it's called base the haze and it is a night to celebrate gender diverse talent um, in that, like our local talent that we have here um, across uh, creatives and performers and writers and directors. Um, everyone involved uh, will be gender diverse, trans or non-binary. And ideally, I would love for this to be a um, not 
uh, I, I would love for it to be something that isn't just a one-off, mm. um, but is maybe an annual event um, or maybe something that tours. But for now, I'm just focusing on what it is right now. And the idea sort of came about, um, about when I was doing, I think I was, I think it was in, um, I think it was last year when I had been, uh, I got into um, a few different shows throughout that year. And throughout that year, the different casts that I was in, I was working with other gender diverse people who were also in the cast um, or crew um, or other parts of the show. And it was really interesting getting to um, work alongside other people who were maybe struggling with similar things that I was struggling with or who had um, questions or reservations about the way that um, theatre gets made or the way that our industry is shaped. And I found that, um, sorry, for um, some other productions that I've been a part of where I have been the only non-binary person or where that um, gender diversity is just me, um, the sort of conversations that I can only have are with myself. Mm. But, but having them with other people on other shows, it sparked new conversations and more nuance and uh, detailing when it came to care and when it came to um, what an environment in musical theatre should look like for, you know, gender diverse people. And so with that being said, and like getting to have those kinds of small pockets of community across different contracts and across different shows, I really wanted to find a way to offer that to other gender diverse people who maybe haven't had that before or, um, or who uh, really work well with other people um, and where we can focus on the work and where we don't have to necessarily focus on um, educating or uh, other things that we're not necessarily paid to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I really, I really, this was like a dream in, in the drawer for a while, um, getting to do uh, a night like this. But, and I'm very excited for it. Mm. And it's, it's like, um, yeah, it still it still feels very much like a dream. Yeah. But um, I'm working with a whole bunch of really really great people who are really supportive and who are coming with, up with um, so many ideas for the night. And essentially, it's going to be like a showcase for um, performers and creatives alike to get to present work that is gender affirming and um, uh, work that is self determined. And uh, it could be. I don't want to spoil too much because yeah. I want it to be um, a surprise and also for it to be something that people um, attend mm. and are invited into and it's very community driven. And yeah, I think it's going to be really, really special and I just cannot wait to get stuck in next year. It's so exciting. It's a, it's a brilliant idea. And, um, and yeah, I think you can tell it's obviously very um, meaningful for you because you speak about it so passionately um, and with a lot of depth. So, um, I think it's, it's something that, um, will add, really add to the season. So I'm very excited for you to, um, to put it on. Yeah. I, it's going to be a hoot. It's going to be fun regardless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about it like very like carefully and with a lot of like, um, you know, sensitivity. Mm. Um, but again, it's going to be a fun night out at the theater. And, uh, for those who have booked the lucky ones who have booked, yeah. um, yeah. 
yeah, we can't wait to share it all with you. Yeah, excellent. Well, uh, before we wrap up, I'd love to ask the question I've asked um, everyone who comes on the podcast recently. Um, and I'd love to know um, how you think uh, the theatre industry has changed over the years and how those changes have impacted the work you do and the work that you create. And this might feed on from what we are just talking about. Hmm. Um, I think the... Uh... I think in, in recent, um, like in the most current, like maybe five years or so, uh, the industry's changed drastically um, due to COVID. And um, I think from that has sparked a lot of um, game changes and rule breakers and has made, uh, it's been a really wonderful way for people to gather a new perspective. Um, I've seen so many, uh, people jumping out of being not just performers, but also going into writing or going into directing or, or even like Laura Murphy, who mm. I've always known as a performer, but has been um, killing it in the writing game and composition. Uh, so I see the way that that's changing. Um, and I'm starting to see a lot more than uh, a bit more of like an Australian identity when it comes to um, musical theater. And I think that that's being picked up overseas as well. Yeah. Which is interesting because I feel like we have always followed suit. We've always waited for shows to come here. Mm. And um, I think COVID really shook a lot of people up saying, we have to create work. We have to make it. It has to be our stories. And yeah, I think the that, that element has been really, really wonderful. Um, and seeing so many people investing in local work and local artists um, as well as uh, it's, a, it's such a different industry to when I was in Frozen, when I was first, like, um, like in terms of um, me being non-binary. Mm. Um, it's been such a, a, a wonderful, however slow, but wonderful um, changes being made um, throughout. And it's, it can be kind of scary um, talking about it because... Uh, for a lot of us, we're talking about things that we don't necessarily have language for yet, but there's a passion and there's a truth that's pushing forward. And um, it's been really wonderful getting to work with so many people who are in that sort of space yeah. where they are so willing and ready to like help and um, change things up and make things more inclusive. And mm. um, ultimately, it's going to be the best thing for all of us because it means that the, sh the shows that we write are going to be more diverse. They're going to be more inclusive. They're going to be more tailored to our audiences and to our stories because they're about us for us. And that's going to be, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to see what, what the theater is going to look like and the industry is going to look like in five years time or yeah. 10 years time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think we're going in the right direction. Excellent. That's great. What a great answer. Really? Yeah, that was, that was lovely. And I, I love as well um, what you said about the shows going overseas because obviously Fangirls is going to London, which is yes. amazing. Um, now, cool. uh, now I, I'm thinking about timings because you're still being and Juliet. So will, will you be making an appearance in Fangirls? Can you tell us that? I will unfortunately still be in Anjuliet. Oh. However, I will fortunately still be in Anjuliet. Excellent. Fortunately. <laughs> fortunately for us, unfortunately for London. In a perfect world, I do both at the same time. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe. But yeah. no, no, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be here. Excellent. Well, but I can't wait for 
Oh, I'm so excited for them. And I, I, I love that they're keeping the Australian accents because it leads very well into what you just said about them getting our products rather than the other way around, um, yeah. which I, I'm so keen to see what their reaction is. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much um, for jumping on and giving us your time. I'm excited for you to get back into N Juliet and, and then to see what the next steps are for you. Um, and then Blake as well, your days at the Haze is coming. So... All the best. I mean, you've got so much happening and you're going to need this rest before you go to Perth. So just take your time up this Christmas. Yes. Thank you, Justin. And you too. Have a happy holidays as well. Thank you so much. A massive thank you to Blake Applefist for joining us on this week's episode. Keep an eye out on the Hayes Theatre Co. underscore official Instagram account for more tickets to Days at the Hayes premiering on the 19th of February 2024. Tickets for End Juliet the Musical premiering at the Lyric Theatre in Sydney on the 27th of February can be booked at endjuliet.com.au. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.